Well, welcome. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the NYC Godcast. Today we have Brother Jacob Moore with us. He helps us out with our podcast every month, and uh, grateful to have him with us today. So the last few weeks, we've been discussing Unmovable. That's our theme for 2021 here at camp. And so, you know, our first uh, episode, we discussed the calling of the Apostle Paul and, and how he calls us to be unmovable and steadfast and always abounding that we don't labor in vain. And then last week with episode 28, Rachel and Jamie helped us just walk through being unmovable, even in the unthinkable moments. So he, they talked about, uh, you know, Horatio and some of these different personal things in their lives and how even in the unthinkable, we still can remain unmovable. But this week, we're going to take aim at why exactly we are unmovable or, or what is it that makes us unmovable. Um, so first of all, we, we know as Christians, we're supposed to be unmovable. We know that time and time again, the, Bi the Bible talks about us having a solid rock, a, a firm foundation that we stand upon. And that foundation is unmovable, is unshakable, is unbreakable. We can't touch it. There's nothing in this world that can touch our foundation, Jesus Christ. First and foremost, that's most important. Um, I think it's a really great point to that. We're actually going to talk about this at camp. But a lot of times we have, this is going to sound really funny, but a lot of times we have faith in our faith. And what we mean by that is I have to believe hard enough right. that I won't fall. But when you have faith in your faith, that's what we found out last year in the pandemic. When you have faith in your faith, you still fall. And just right. like you said, our faith is placed in the rock. Our faith is placed in the one who's unmovable, and that makes us unmovable. And that's what's so great about this thing. That's why we're so excited is because there's actually a reality uh, that we can Absolutely. live in uh, and be unmovable. So if you're a Christian, you and God have a history. Absolutely. And that's what I want to discuss on this episode is that we have something to base our belief on with God. We have a, we have a track record, right? He, he has a history um, where I've needed saved and where he's saved me. And not just once, not just once at an altar, but no. constantly I need oh, saved absolutely. and constantly he saves me. And so we have this history going on with God. We have this track record. And so, uh, Jacob, today I want to talk a little bit about Israel. And obviously okay. there's a lot in the Bible about Israel. They have a lot of history there. But specifically Absolutely. I want to look at one scene. So we all know the scene, you know, uh, Israel comes up against the Red Sea. Right. And the situation looked hopeless and the situation looked like it could not get any worse. God, you know, led them to their demise is what right. it seemed like, right? Uh, definitely a reason to be movable and to be shaken. But history records, and this really fascinates me, and I've studied this a lot in the past year. History records that Israel, and specifically Moses, did not fear the Red Sea. Now, in the what was it, Disney movie, or whoever made like the, the I, I don't know, remember, Disney, but that animated some, movie, some anime movie. Yeah, that we've all seen. And even like when we read the Bible, it doesn't really give a lot of details into what they were thinking then. Um, I think it would have been me, I'd have been like, Right, like, oh no, this is not good. like what? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> I bring my floaties, like I don't, I don't know. But uh, I mean, I'm a strong swimmer and all that. Come on, but like, I mean, get the scene, right? We got the world's most strongest army behind them. We've got right. the Red Sea, a giant ocean that you can't walk through in front of them. This is hopeless. This is right. this is the this definition is, of hopeless, right? This is. Truly stuck between a raging army and a hard yeah, place. Yeah, literally, literally. And so, but the Bible, like his, history and Jewish tradition tell us that Moses wasn't shaken. 
and yeah. Israel wasn't shaken. And in fact, I love this. This is so amazing. History tells us, a historian tells us, Jewish historian says that Moses was so resolved that God would deliver them at the Red Sea that he said afterwards that he believed God could move the mountain. He believed that God could literally fly Israel out of there if he wanted to. Right. But some way or another, Moses believed they were getting out of this situation. Right. And, and to think about it, no matter what, he knew some incomprehensible thing was going to happen. Even something as incomprehensible as being flown out of there. But the thing is, like, literally parting the Red Sea is – that is that is – even to our modern minds where we've seen basically scientific miracle. We, we see it every day. You go in a hospital and you see things that you, in times past were irrecoverable. And, and now, you know, you have people getting better. Uh, suddenly now, you know, even in our modern minds, you've never seen a river part in the way it's described in the Bible. And not only did, you know, I, I've heard some people say, oh, well, maybe it was just really, it got really low right. at a point or something. Like, no, no, no. The, the, the Bible is very specific. Dry ground, the, you know, all the Israelites get across, no problem. And just think of the marvel of, you know, it's some kind of waves on both sides. You're looking, you can see. Fish right, you see fish swimming by, and it's like. Yeah. Oh, this is just happening. And the, the expectation is that, okay, God made this happen. Of course God made this happen. It's God. There's what no can other, he do? There's no other explanation. And that's really where faith comes in. Like, I love I love that Moses thought, like, we. this is unfortunate. Parting an ocean is a pretty big deal. Like, it's pretty right. impossible. Like you said, like, even today, it's not a doable thing. But we're kind of used to it. Like, we're kind of numb. But like Moses believed, he didn't know that, that was an option. Moses believed though that God could just float them out of there, fly them out, right? Plane, <laughs> flying didn't exist at this time, right? They no. couldn't take a helicopter, no planes. <laughs> but Moses had such faith that he thought God could do something crazy, and he did. Yeah. So and this is these are two words you don't hear in a lot of churches. But what's happened to our crazy faith? Not that God will do weird things, but that God can do the impossible. That's no, they, almost gone. You know, a doctor hands you down and says, hey, you have terminal cancer that we can't tell. We, we don't know what to do with this. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. And then, you know, crazy faith says, well, I know, I know the great physician. He, it, you know, so be it. He wants me healed. He'll heal me. Against all odds. That's what faith is. Oh, yeah. So what I want to look at today, you know, we all know the story of the Red Sea. What I want to look at today is why... Moses and why Israel could be unmovable at the Red Sea. What what was the reason? It wasn't like, you know, they made it to the Red Sea and here they're introduced to God and they're just really not sure it's what like, he's going to do. Wow. Hello, my name's uh -huh. God. I'd like to It wasn't like that. There was something that they they based their faith on that they believed enough that he would do something and and that's what we're talking about, right? They had a track record with right. God. He he had proven himself before which gave them confidence going forward. That's what I want to talk about today. Well, I mean, shoot, there's a whole history there even before Moses and everything else. I mean, they, they trace themselves all the way back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. And even then, you know, God promised they'd die. He didn't say how. He didn't say when. And so, you know, because he loves us so much, he was like, you know what? You messed up. I'm still going to make a way so you can... You, you're provided for, you're, you're taken care of, because I love you that much. So the track the track record starts with the very first people 
And then on and on you see, you know, God favors this person. God, you know, this person serves God and God just does, does extraordinary, extraordinary things for him. So we come all the way back up to Egypt and, and we see, well, they have this whole history before. God promises, promises them, even in captivity, hey, I'm looking out for you. I have your best interests at heart. He, he calls Moses and says, hey, Moses, time to get your people out. This is how we're going to do it. He gives him a whole plan and tells and reassures Moses the entire time, I'm going to keep your people safe. As long as they listen to me, I'm going to keep your people safe. Um, especially the final plague. That was a big one. You know, taking everybody's firstborn child, he tells all the Israelites to separate yourself. You're going to be covered under the blood. You're going to take the blood of, your, uh, of a lamb, you're going to put it over your doorpost, and you're going to be covered. And that's a big thing. So they have this constant, almost constant track record. Even when his anger is kindled against them, he delivers. And that's kind of what we miss. Like, it's unfortunate in our own lives and in Israel's history, we kind of compartmentalize the scenes, right? Kind of like a Disney movie, right? There's this scene and then there's this scene. But the, the fact is, like, just like Jacob said, the reason they could stand at the Red Sea and say, God will save, period is because God had saved, period, right? So just like Jacob said, you know, God had delivered them before Egypt. Now that they're in Egypt, they had been delivered from Pharaoh's grip, delivered from the captivity, from slave, from bondage. They had been delivered from the plagues, uh, all of them, right? They'd been saved from these plagues. And so once they get out of Egypt, they're at the Red Sea, they knew God had saved. And so that gave them a place to anchor their hope and anchor their faith, right? They knew he would save. And I think that's really missing in Christianity today. Absolutely. Um, I know in my life, right, God saved me when I was a sinner. But now when I face problems and, and things in life, I think, well, how's this way he's not going to save me, though he saved me. And that's where I think we really get caught up. Um, we have something to anchor to. We have something to place our faith in, and that's God's track record. Oh, yeah. And because he has saved, he will keep us saved. The Bible tells us that faith is what? It is evidence of things hoped for. It is the substance. substance. It's it is substantive. It is substance implies physical. Yeah. So it's the substance of things unseen. Right. It is it is the evidence for that something that you can't see and something bigger than right. yourself is there. Right. Um, so if we so if we apply that formula to Israel, right? We're at the Red Sea. And Israel's looking at the Red Sea. This is impossible. This is not doable. We're going to, this is the end. Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden, they though they can't see what's going to happen next, there's an evidence. Oh, there's yeah. faith in an evidence. What is that evidence? What is a tangible evidence, right? We've all watched those crime shows where they have the, like, the baggies yeah, and, and, they, and, and the numbers the top, and, and the it pictures, says yeah. evidence, right? What is the evidence while you're standing at the Red Sea? What is the evidence that God's going to save me here? What's well, what he did before? Oh yeah, it's it, what he's done before. Every and reliably, yeah. it, it is again. We we keep mentioning this track record. Reliably, every time Israel's in trouble. I mean, so I'm reading through Judges right now. Fun book. Awesome. Yeah. Um, between a king being stabbed with a knife and his fat sucking it in, or yeah. a dude getting a tent stake through the head. All these all these fun scenes. Um, but reliably. And it's it is almost formulaic, you know. Israel gets good in God's good graces. You know they're good for a time. Uh, they fall out. God's anger is kindled against them. He sends a judge. Judge solves the problem. 
usually violently, um, and it, the whole cycle repeats. But it is formulaic yeah, that okay. That's what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it, it's it's absolutely God. You know, these people who love God and God loves them. They're there, you know, they, they screw up a little bit, and God's like, okay, well, let's fix this problem. He fixes the problem, and then all is well again. Yeah. So, you, this is really fascinating. You bring up this great point, because this, really, this really is the Bible. And I, and I guess we don't really think about it that way, but you really can guess what's going to happen next. But when you're, and if, you know, if you go through literature and history class, your dad's a history, or uh, not history, a literature teacher. Uh, if you've gone through literature class and through English and things like that, um, you know there's a word for writing, and it's called foreshadowing. And what is foreshadowing? Foreshadowing is something back here is telling me what's going to happen up here. Well, that's, that's what we see at the Red Sea. because There's a foreshadowing. Because God saved in Egypt, because he saved from the plagues, because he saved before Egypt, there's a foreshadow going on. I kind of know when I get to the Red Sea, he's going to save me. Like, well, he did it back there. Why can't he do it here? Absolutely. And so that's the, that's the thought today. We're called to be unmovable. But God does not tell us to trust him without proof. He doesn't tell us to trust him without evidence. And that's where I think we miss it a lot of times. You know, we call faith blind, and I get that. It's things not seen. But really, he doesn't tell us not to trust him. He's given us proof. He's given us evidence, a track record of why we should trust him. And again, our, our faith is historical. It, it is, it, again, I want to emphasize that it goes, you open up the book and our and our faith starts. I mean, Genesis chapter one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Generally, when you create a thing, you don't just push it to the side. No, you, you start it, investing right there. Right, and both of us were both builders. We're, we're doers, and it's very much you know you build a thing, and you want to at the very least maintain that thing. You you want to see something bad happen to that thing. It, it might age, it might get old, you know, you might have some sentiment to it. So it might get into an older state. It, it might become in a different state. But at the same time, you created that thing. And I, I think this is where one of those places that we shadow God in a way is that I've created this thing, so I'm going to take care. So, you know, if things could have faith, that thing would have faith in me. That I'm going to take care of it. I build it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to see that it has longevity right. till the end. Right. That's a great point. So the Bible, so the Bible calls this stewardship, right? Absolutely. Giving something into the, their hand and saying, "I trust you with this." Do you think God's a good steward? Absolutely. That's what faith comes down to. I, I, that's 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 start to finish closed the book. That's what faith is. I believe God's a good steward. Oh, he yeah. made me. He created me. He invested in me. I believe he's going to take care well, of me. And let's put it this way. God is the perfect steward. Absolutely. He calls us to be good stewards. Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it say, okay, you have to be the perfect steward. Because right. he knows we can't do it. Right. But he has set the perfect example. Just like, G, just like, again, formulaic. Just like always. God sets the example. And it's always perfect. There's not a time you can read the Bible and go, oh, well, God messed up here. No. Well, that kind of brings to the light. What would it have said to the world if God would have let Israel die at the Red Sea? That would have been a blemish on God's track oh, record. Yeah. Well, that would have been saying, God, you're not a very good steward. God, you have failed. You let them down. That's not possible. No. It's not in him. And so, but we don't, but we don't see that in our own lives. Like right. when we face that Red Sea moment, we're thinking, 
He's not going to. What if it's not? What if it's his will? I drown to death right here, or the army right. shoots me. Like, no, this is God on the line. God's going to take care of me. He has saved me. He will save me. He's a good steward, Absolutely. and I trust him. That's what faith comes down to. And that that right there makes us unmovable. Oh, that right there absolutely. makes us at a place that we can live daily knowing we're provided for. And that's what Jesus taught, right? Why do you worry about tomorrow? Why are you wor- Listen, I take oh, care yeah. of the sparrows, the dumb birds that fly in the windows. I take care of those. Oh, yeah. Why would I not take care of you? Right. Well, a little bit personal for me, we, we have a running joke in my family we come up, a, a, it comes with the name that we come up with the odd situations. Um, so, and my wife is finding this out. We come into just weird situations, and you know what my reaction to it is, is I normally just, that's par for the course. You know, big, usually kind of odd problems, you know, things that most people would just see as monstrous are, that's normal to me. Yeah. And... Every single time it happens, you know, hey, Lord, I know you got this. We're going to be cool about this. We're, you know, you're going to see me through, whatever. You know what gets me? It's all the little problems. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. the little things that, you know, that all together they take up all your time or they, they take all, all your, you know, just all your substance. And it's like, oh, well, I don't know how to do this. And that's often where I drop the ball is, you know, big monstrous problems. Oh, God, you got this. Little problems. Oh, well, well, I think, how am I supposed to do I this? I think we're all there. Like Jamie actually shared that with us two weeks ago. Um, actually, last week I think she talked about it on the podcast too. But I think I think that as man, a lot of times, and I'm speaking personally, I think a lot of times we look at the big things. We're like, I know I can't part the Red Sea. I know I can't do that. So God, you're going to have to. But skipping a rock across the water, I could probably handle that. Okay. And so it worries me, right? Because I can handle that. Well, everything has to be given to him. Absolutely. The pebble tosses, the Red Sea. It all has to be him. And the the things we do take back and say, I can control this, are the things that are going to lead to our demise, right? Let right. us down, fail. And so we are called, bottom line here today, we are called to have a faith that's unmovable. And the reason that we can have an unmovable faith is because he has saved and he's going to save again. Some way, somehow, we're not called to know how, we're not called to know the details or even when he'll do it, but we do know he will, right? We do know he will save in some way, because his track record is on the line. Excuse me. And he's a good steward. And so that that's exciting. But it's also such a freeing way to live. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much peace in that. All of a sudden, I don't have to control. All of a sudden, I don't have to worry or figure it out or, or to, you know, do the math. How do you part a Red Sea? How many molecules on this side? How, like, I don't have to do it now. He's got it. It's his problem. And, and again, something I'm learning to, to deal with in my Christian life is just handing over the little things. I mean, and I preached on this recently. It's, it's just been on my mind uh, a lot lately is just handing over the small, like the, the little things that I know I can do. It, it is perfectly within my human ability to do and literally just handing it over to God and saying, okay, Lord, you know, help me, help me manage all these little things because I can't. Yep. Absolutely. And that, that, again, just gives us peace and freedom, even in small things. It's just a, it's such an it's abundant life, right? It's the life of Jesus in us in all things, and that's exciting. Well, Jacob, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, friend, thank you so much for joining us. Hope it has been an encouragement to you. Man, I'm excited for camp. Um, this year's theme has just got me pumped. Uh, you know, last year we've talked many times, 2020 just left so many Christians shakable Absolutely. and uncertain, myself included. But if 2022 is 
a bajillion times worse than 2020. Bring it on. Let's Bring it on. It. We can be unmovable, steadfast, and always abounding. And that's exciting. God's got this. Absolutely. Can't wait to see your guys' smiling faces. So join us next week as we continue the conversation with Unmovable. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, today's considerable quote is from Charles Spurgeon. And he says, you may change your plans, but he shall never, never change his then has he told me that his plan is to save me? If so, I am safe. Today's featured song is Shane and Shane, The Lord is My Salvation. Friends, thanks so much for joining us for another NOIC podcast. If you'd like additional Christian content or to find more out about the NOIC, visit our website at www.thenoic.com. Hope you'll join us next week for the next episode as we continue the conversation with Unmovable. And don't forget to share today's podcast with a friend so we can encourage one another. And so until next time, continue on in Christ.